This is 110% Improvability, the podcast about you and your business. In this episode, we're going to talk about SWOT analysis. Hey, you singing? What? No, of course I'm not humming the theme tune from SWAT, the TV show from years back. I'm trying to record a serious podcast. Anyway, i got to get back to it. Anyway, where was I? SWOT analysis. Along with the notes to this podcast, you'll find a template on SWOT analysis and the notes on what to do with it. So we've often done these sort of analysis with executive groups, uh, teams, and it's a couple of things we need to think about. First is, why? Why are we doing this? One of the funniest things when it comes to SWOT analysis is that most people have no idea why they're doing it. They're sitting in a room and they're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, but they don't really understand how to use the tool. And so what are you using it for? You're building it so that you can include it in a report to an executive group, or perhaps if you're ever audited, you can hold it up and go, hey, look at what we've done. We've done a SWOT analysis. But aside from knowing that it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, how many of us have actually used one in anger? So today I thought we could talk about what you use it for, and how you get real value out of it. And it's not just to prop up and make sure you've got an extra few pages in your report. Like most things in project management, starting a SWOT analysis begins with understanding your goal and your scope. Understanding your scope is incredibly important. If you're trying to do a SWOT analysis on the entire universe, you'll find that it's very, very difficult to get any value. But if you're trying to do a SWOT analysis on only one particular component of a product or service, you may be missing some important information. I'd suggest starting really, really simply. What do you need to know? Are you looking at a particular new venture? Are you looking at a new product? Are you looking at uh, the advantages or disadvantages of your market position against a competitor? These are a little bit more specific than simply saying, hey, how good are we? Looking at the template, you'll see it's divided up into four boxes. The top two boxes, from left to right are strengths and weaknesses. And these refer to internal factors, things that you have at least some control over or are related directly to whatever it is that you're looking at today, whatever's in your focus box. If you look at the bottom two boxes, from left to right, you have opportunities and threats. And these are usually associated with external factors. These could be environmental, it could be regulatory, it could be anything at all related to your competitors, market, whatever it is that's outside of your control typically. On the left-hand side, when you look at the strengths and opportunities, these refer to usually to the positive aspects. And on the right-hand side, your weaknesses and threats are typically associated with what you would consider negative aspects. So let's look at what you might do if you selected as your focus topic, a cheese sandwich. Not something that happens a lot in business, I'll grant you, but hey, let's go with it. So in our strengths, category you could suggest that a cheese sandwich can help reduce your hunger it's pretty simple to make and there are many varieties which gives you a much much better product range if you however look at the weaknesses well a cheese sandwich isn't necessarily a completely nutritious meal and you might find if there's a certain level of lactose intolerance in some people you could actually be contributing further to global warming through noxious greenhouse gases If you consider the opportunities though, you could cook it. 
make it a grilled cheese sandwich. That adds various varieties, and there's lots of different toppings you could add on to enhance your product. However, if you're looking at threats, now that you're grilling this cheese sandwich, you're opening yourself up to serious competition from the pizza, which may be considered just a large, flat, round grilled cheese sandwich. At this point, you've now got something in every box. And here is where typically most people finish, they pat themselves on the back and go, hey, look, we've now got a SWOT analysis. Aren't we clever? I'd suggest, though, that this is really only the beginning of what you do with the SWOT analysis. From the list of your strengths, you should now have some idea about what you could use for marketing your new product or service or a cheese sandwich. It's also a good idea to ask your customers or the people who are going to be using your products and services whether they see your strengths in the same way. If they do, and if you do agree that these are your strengths, you now have things that you can leverage, things that you can do more of, things that hopefully all of your customers value in the same way that you do. Importantly, if they don't agree, this gives you something that you really need to look at. What are the real strengths of your products? You also now know you have an extra weakness, and that is a blind spot for what your customers value. If you look at your weaknesses, you have a few choices. You can either accept those as weaknesses. You can try and eliminate those weaknesses completely, such as selecting lactose-free cheese or making sure that all of your products include some sort of nutritional supplement. When you're looking at your opportunities, you now can see the potential for new product lines or additional services. And again, you want to go back to your stakeholders and ask them if those are things that they would value. These are the positive side of, of the risk or the external factors. If you're looking at your threats, well, how are you going to compete with the, with the, with the pizza? Or are you going to rebrand the pizza as simply a very large, flat, round cheese sandwich? See, it's not enough just to produce this piece of paper called a SWOT analysis. You actually have to do something with it. Doing something with it, like most things when it comes to projects and programs, means going back to your stakeholders. It means making sure that everybody actually sees the world in the same way that you do. But you've done the thinking so far, and hopefully when you've put this together, you've actually brought the right people along for the ride. As I've done with some of the other podcasts, I'm leaving one of the more important elements right to the end so that it sticks in your mind, I'm hoping. And that is... You can't do a SWOT analysis on your own and have it be effective. You need to consult with stakeholders right from the outset. The people you want to have in the room shouldn't just be those who agree with you. They should be people who have in-depth knowledge and usually you'll get a better answer and a better outcome if you bring people along who don't necessarily agree with the way you see the world. What you'll be able to do is have a robust conversation about what the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats are for your focus area. You might want to bring in some of those people who are lactose intolerant when talking about cheese sandwiches, or maybe someone who doesn't like bread or has a gluten intolerance. These are people who are going to be able to give you good information uh, to help you understand your market position, whether your idea has any real future to it, and whether you're going to be able to make use of your information. From there, you want to include these same people uh, in what you're going to do next. And in particular, you want to bring those people who are most affected by any change that you might want to do to your process. You want to bring in those people who are, who are making the sandwiches, who are writing the menu boards, who are selecting which types of cheese to buy and whether to buy butter or margarine. All of these are incredibly important things to consider. If you're truly advanced in your thinking, you'll also start to include others in your supply chain in these conversations. 
You'll include the suppliers of the cheese, of the bread, of the butter and margarine. You might include the freight people who are bringing in your packaging and the people who are your frontline services trying to sell your cheese sandwiches to people. These are the most important people when it comes to putting a SWOT analysis together. They're the ones who are going to be able to give you the real insight into how things are operating day in, day out. You'll also want to include your customers. These are the people who really set the agenda when it comes to whether the things that you think are important really are. Because ultimately, if you're not doing this to try and produce a better quality of product or service for your customers, then I'd suggest you're doing it because you want to put that piece of paper into an executive report. You'll get a lot more value though if you do it properly, involve the right people and take action from what you learn. If you're an executive who's just been handed a SWOT analysis, you probably want to start asking a few questions. That may include, have all the right stakeholders been consulted? And what actions do we now need to take as a result of this analysis? If you're part of the team that's put this together, firstly, you're going to want to have answers to those specific questions, but you're also going to want to have thought through some of the questions that haven't yet been asked. As an example, if you've chosen to accept the weakness, why and what will be the consequence? And if you've chosen to do something different or you've seen something that's a key opportunity or a strength you want to maximize or a threat that you want to do something about, what will be your plan? And if this is starting to sound a bit like you've just created another project, you're bang on. That's exactly what you've just done. A SWOT analysis is the beginning of action. It is not a document in itself. It drives actions. So take your piece of paper and do something. You're either SWAT or you're not. So again, if you have any questions or any comments on this podcast or anything that you want us to look at, please send me an email on info at improvabilitysolutions.com. Thank you very much for listening.